The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented by DraftKings. Class is in session with the best in the business, Professor Greg Cosell from NFL Films University momentarily but first i cannot wait to give out some gifts tomorrow to some winners just spread the word via social media that's all i want from you for christmas just a retweet of at ross tucker nfl or at ross tucker pod or a reply to one of our posts or even better a quote tweet talking about how much you love the show any of that would be awesome and if you're a new person doing it, you get a great chance to get one of these amazing press passes or a signed card or a signed picture, whatever you'd like. Then we've got the sponsor confirmation email winner. Obviously, the sponsors are what make this whole thing go. So when you guys hook up the sponsors, you're really hooking up yourself and you're hooking up us, which is awesome. So check them out, RossTucker.com. See which ones you could use that would be helpful for you and your family. And then, boom, take advantage of it. And then the YouTube shout-out's very cool. I love doing the cameo-style videos for you guys. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All you have to do is go ahead, obviously, and subscribe. You just hit the thumbs-up button. You're not, like, spending any money or anything. And then make a comment. So I know you're there. Watch one of the videos, make a comment, and I will notice it. Other than that, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. Every week, every Thursday, we have the best civilian film watcher in the world on our show. And by the way, that's every once in a while someone's like, what do you mean civilian? I just mean he didn't work for a team, okay? Like, relax. It's a compliment. I can assure you it is a compliment. (laughs) You think I'd have a guy on my show every week for, like, years, and it's not like I adore these 15 minutes with Greg. We got to start with tonight's game, Greg. Niners, Titans should be interesting. Kind of feels like two teams going in different directions a little bit. What are you seeing? What will you be watching? Well, 
I think we know what the Niners are, Ross. I mean, when they play well and they've played well over the last month or so, we know that it's a run game foundation. We know that Jimmy Garoppolo is a complimentary piece in their offense. We see on defense that they're playing a lot of zone. They're trying to protect their corners. They play Josh Norman in a rookie corner, Ambry Thomas. So they play a lot of zone, a lot of split safety zone. Their defensive front has been playing at an extremely high level. People obviously know Nick Bosa, but Arden Key and Samson Ebukam have played really well. And Armstead is just a really solid player. So they've been very good on both sides of the ball. I think the bigger question is what is this Titans offense going to look like? Uh, it appears that A.J. Brown will be back. It appears Julio, Julio Jones will play. This is an offense that's been stuck for the last, basically since they lost Derrick Henry, and not stuck in the way people might think. They've actually run the ball okay. The issue for them has been the total inability, Ross, to generate any explosive plays in the pass game. They've had games, I mean, this past week was very representative of that. The longest completion to a wide receiver was Chester Rogers for 13 yards. And that has been very representative of their offense over the last six games without Derrick Henry, the inability to produce explosive plays in the pass game. And studies have been done that shows that that correlates very well to scoring or lack thereof, that big plays in the pass game are critical, and they've been unable to do that. It's really, really hard to just drive the length of the field all the time without any explosive plays. That, that's a, that's not a recipe for putting points up. No, it's and it's just I mean, hard. Right, and it's probably not a scoop to say that, but the bottom line is they've been unable to do that. Um, I mean, a great example, and, and they started the game against Pittsburgh last week. The first play of the game was a shot play, a called shot play, and Julio Jones ran right by Cam Sutton. And what happened was, is they're playing with backup offensive linemen, which they will be again tonight. The left guard, Aaron Brewer, was blocking warmly the, the defensive tackle for Pittsburgh. And Hilliard, off the play action, bumps his, his left guard, Brewer. And Brewer loses leverage on Warmly, and Warmly sacks Tannehill in a heartbeat. So they have a touchdown, theoretically, because Jones was five, seven yards beyond Sutton and it doesn't work because of a sack and a and kind of a, a crazy little mistake. The, those are the kinds of things that have been happening, but there have been no explosive pass plays. Very interesting. You know, I could kind of see that, but it's nice to hear you verbalize it. What about, um, Greg, let's get to Saturday's games because they're both good. Christmas Day, we got two good games. We've got the Browns. At the Packers, Packers have given up 30 points in a row, two weeks in a row, yeah. which kind of intrigues me a little bit. Um, what are you seeing from them? From the Packers? Yeah, or Browns, whatever. Yeah. Just your uh, thoughts well, on the game. I think, I think that this game will fall on the Browns' ability to move the ball and score because the Packers do score. Um, what I'm about to say is not uh, is not news, but – we almost forget about how good Aaron Rodgers is. He is so, so good. Um, and he just sees things. He, he knows where to go with the ball. I mean, last week we saw the Ravens actually design coverages to double Devontae Adams, and they still beat it. Um, and we saw that Valdez Scantling became a factor because of, of doubles and brackets on Adams. Uh, so we know what this offense is. It's very good. 
The question to me is the Browns offense. I assume Baker Mayfield will be back. Um, they need to another team that's really struggling in the pass game. You know, they run the ball pretty well. Uh, Nick Chubb is, is obviously going to have another really fine season. Uh, they've got Kareem Hunt. But the pass game has been extremely inconsistent. Uh, Baker missed the last game, obviously. But even Baker, the last two, three weeks prior to that, has missed too many throws that he needs to make. I don't want to say routine. That's a tough word in the NFL. But by NFL standards, they would probably be considered more routine than not. And those are throws that he has to make for this offense to really become a good offense on a consistent basis. He's capable of making the throws. It's just he's not been making them. Yeah, I mean, that was certainly what I did their game on Monday night. And it's just the passing game is hard for them. And I know that was Nick Mullins in there. But especially without Jarvis Landry, I think, although yeah. he's not necessarily an explosive guy, but, you know, it's like Donovan Peoples-Jones, it felt like was their, and, and Njoku are like their main targets, Greg. Yeah, no, they're, they've been struggling with the pass game. And while their run game is good and can be very, very good, it's it hasn't been quite at that level to control games. And and they're going to need the pass game to be a factor. And it's it's going to fall on the quarterback. I mean, it it's always easy to say you don't have great weapons. That's easy. Then it becomes incumbent upon the coaches and the quarterback. The coaches need to design pass game schemes that presents throws, and then the quarterback needs to execute those throws. Let's talk Colts and Cards. Yeah. Saturday night, huge game for both these teams. You know, Obviously, the Cardinals really struggled yeah. <laughs> against uh, against the Lions. The the Colts still running the ball. Your thoughts on that game? Well, I don't want people to you know fall off their chairs or wherever they're listening to this, but I actually kind of loved watching the Lions' defense versus the Cards' offense this week because the Lions are a team obviously not going anywhere, and clearly Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn said, you know what, screw it. Let's just be really aggressive on defense. I know we're putting playing guys out of position. I know we're playing guys who haven't played much before because of injuries and COVID. But you know what? Let's be aggressive. Let's blitz. Let's play man coverage. And the cards had a hard time with it. The cards never got into any rhythm whatsoever. Murray missed some throws that he normally might make. Um, so that'll be interesting on that side of the ball. The other side... We know what the Colts are. They're going to run the ball. And I have to tell you, the Cards have struggled a bit in the run game in recent weeks. They're going to line up in their base, which is a 5-2 front. Okay, they will have five on the ball and two stack backers. At times, they will have six on the ball. So they will line up to do whatever they can to take away Jonathan Taylor. Um, Carson Wentz will have to make some throws. He obviously did not have a good game the other night. It, fortunately for them, was not needed. Um, but for the most part, Wentz has been pretty solid this year. So it'll be interesting to see how the cards handle the run game with Taylor. Yeah, really, really looking forward to that one for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, it's not a big game, but I, I feel like I just need to get your thoughts. It's the Giants at the Eagles. And I, oh. I guess I'm just curious, are you more impressed, Greg, by the Eagles' run game consistency or by what you saw from Hertz the other night? I'm fascinated by the Eagles' run game. I mean, it was a joy to watch. Um, what stood out to me, and you as, a, as an offensive lineman, I'm sure you can appreciate it, 
you know, what stood out to me was the overall athleticism and mobility of the O-line and the cohesion with which they executed the different blocking schemes. You know how important that is, Ross. You know, people don't understand how difficult it is to run block and how difficult it is for five guys to have to work together for a run game to be effective. You know, people might see one great block and think, oh, wow, there's a great block. But it's five guys that have to work together and have to see things the same way. When you talk about combo blocks, when does one of the linemen come off the, the, the double and go to the, to the next guy? You know, in his own run game, how do they work together? It's very synchronized, as you know. And the Eagles, even without two of their starters, because Dickerson didn't play, Driscoll's been out at right guard, he's been a starter. So with two backups at the guard positions, Boy, did they look good. Did they look synchronized? And it was really a joy to watch. They have a clear identity, the Eagles. Whether people think that that's the kind of identity that leads to playoff wins and a Super Bowl, that's a different question. But they're a run-first team, which includes the quarterback, and their defense has gotten better. So they have a clear identity with which they play every single week, and they're very good at that. Rams, Vikings, another big one, almost like the Colts and the Cards, uh, huge for both teams. What will you be looking for there? Boy, there's so many factors in this game. Uh, I think we know that the Vikings offense has, starts with Dalvin Cook. That's that's not news either, but but he is the velocity and, and the play speed, the vision, velocity, and play speed of Cook could well be the best in the NFL. I mean, this guy is when you see him hit the hole with that velocity, Ross, and then the play speed, it's it's absolutely remarkable. He is a big-time runner. That's where their offense starts. They're a base personnel offense. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the Rams match up because when they play in their base, Ramsey is an outside corner, so he's not really involved in the run game. So the question is, will they stay with their base and have Ramsey be an outside player and not really be a factor in the run game? Or will they almost view him as a linebacker and play nickel, but have him involved in the box? I'm fascinated to see how Raheem Morris views that in this matchup, because they're going to get a ton of base personnel from the Vikings. That's what the Vikings are. Yeah, that's a that's a huge, huge game. All right, speaking of another one, probably the game of the week again. It's the Bills at the Patriots. They just played a couple weeks ago yeah. in the primetime win game. This is obviously, although I think I saw somewhere where there might be snow. They, these two teams can't play without weather being a huge factor. But what interests you here in, in the uh, the rematch, Greg? Well, I would assume that Mac Jones will throw more than three balls. Although, mm -hmm. I did, and knowing Bill Belichick, he could come out and throw 40. You have no idea. You know that with, with Bill Belichick. But I think what interests me here is more the Bills offense and the Patriots defense. Because the Bills offense has, you know, people might look at the stat sheet and see that Singletary had 22 rushes. But half of those, if not more, came in the fourth quarter with more than a one-score lead. They still were very pass-heavy to get to that point in the game. Their O-line had to be shuffled a bit because Deion Dawkins did not play. Spencer Brown, the rookie, played left tackle. He had a hard time, by the way. This is a very pass-heavy team that doesn't protect real well, and it's taking its toll on Josh Allen, who's now starting 
I don't know what's in his head. I can just respond to what the tape shows, but he's now starting to move when he doesn't have to. There's unnecessary movement. There's a little lack of discipline to his game. He did not play particularly well last week. I know they won the game, but he's going to have to be better in this game. He's going to have to be really sharp. And I'm very curious to see what their game plan approach is against a very good and very disciplined Patriots defense. Uh, I'm just curious. Some teams have better matchups than others. Did you get a chance to watch the Bucks offense against the Saints defense, Greg? I, I sure did. What 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 happened there? Well, it's funny. I fell asleep on that game on Sunday night, so I you know I didn't see it, a ton of it live. And I figured when I saw the score the next morning that man, they must have been really aggressive on defense. And the thing is, they weren't. The game plan really was four down linemen pass rush, and it may have been the worst game by the Bucks O-line all year. They lost so many one-on-one battles in pass protection. But the other thing is they played a ton of two-man coverage. The Saints play more two-man coverage, uh, which is man-to-man with two deep safeties. They play more of that than any team in the league, but the, it's the way they use their safeties, Ross. They don't just have the safety sit back and sort of watch everything in front of them. Those safeties move around. They become robbers. They lurk. They read routes. Um, so it, it gives a different look to the quarterback. And because you're playing two-man, the man coverage defenders can undercut routes, tailgate, and take away throwing lanes. So when you take away throwing lanes, and then you have those safeties kind of in lurk, robber, different positions, it made it tough. And uh, it, was, it was a tough deal. They showed Brady a lot that I, I'm not going to sit here and say he hasn't seen it before. Of course he's seen it, but it just made it difficult. Interesting. All right, a couple more to get to. Ravens and the Bengals. You know, this Tyler Huntley, Greg, is kind of moving the ball better than Lamar Jackson had recently. Yeah, I didn't get to watch that tape yet because we ended up shooting our matchup show yesterday because of the short week. So I'm a little behind in games that I've seen. So uh, I saw a good amount of it on TV. Um, I would say this just from TV. I could be wrong, uh, but there seems to be a little more rhythm to their pass game with Hunley than with Lamar. Lamar gives you, obviously, that dynamic movement element. Hunley's not a bad mover, obviously. No one's Lamar. Um, But there seems to be, just from TV watching, a little more rhythm to their pass game. I know Lamar did not practice on Wednesday. I don't know. At this point, I guess we don't know if he's a go for the weekend. What about uh, Steelers Chiefs? Now, as we record this Thursday morning, like we always do, Tyreek Hill, yep. Travis Kelsey, among guys on the COVID list. But it felt like on some level in last Thursday night's game that Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, it looked like they used to look in the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, here's an interesting thing, which in, in studying the Chiefs this week, and I actually did the study before the announcements of Kelsey and Hill, so who knows? I guess they could come back. We won't know that. But do you know that Tyreek Hill leads the NFL in third down receptions? Who would have thought that, Ross? Not me. No. So Tyreek Hill leads the NFL in third down receptions. This offense has become a lot more condensed, not as big play as we've come to expect. But Mahomes has played far more efficiently over the last three, four weeks. He gets the ball out. His movement now has become more calculated than unnecessary. He had a long stretch where the movement was unnecessary and he would get caught at times. Now it's become much more calculated. Um, And he made some second reaction plays in the fourth quarter in that game, which were key against the Chargers. Um, So we'll see who plays. 
so it's very hard to speak to what that offense will look like. I mean, obviously Pringle is, is will be up. Hardman will be up. Um, I'm not, I can't think offhand who the other receivers are who will go, but it, uh, Pringle was a player I've always liked. I remember watching him coming out of college. I believe it was Kansas state. And I thought he'd be a good NFL receiver depending on what team he went to. And, He's a factor for the Chiefs, and he could well be a big factor this weekend. Last game, Greg, Monday night football. Dolphins, yeah. Saints. What will you be looking at there? Dolphins owe Saints D. Saints D is really good, as we already discussed. Um, Tua is a short to intermediate dart thrower. I think they're going to take away a lot of those throws. So I'm very anxious to see how the Dolphins coaching staff responds and how Tua responds because I'm not sure those throws will be there with the consistency that they have been because Tua is very, very effective when he can make those throws. That's his game. It was his game coming out of Alabama. It's his game in the NFL. Your game is coming on the Ross Tucker football podcast and dominating every Thursday. Of course, check him out on social media at Greg Cosell. So you always know what Greg's up to. And then in particular, check out the NFL matchup show this weekend on ESPN, ESPN2. It is fantastic. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Have a great holiday. Yeah, likewise. Hope everybody else has a great holiday as well, including making sure your car is good to go this holiday season. Maybe give yourself a little bit of a gift. I love how convenient AutoZone is. If you're more of a today person, you want to get what you need ASAP, then you can order online, pick it up fast with their free same-day store pickup. No waiting in lines or shopping through the store for 20 minutes because you can't find an obscure part and you refuse to ask for help. Or if you're more of a tomorrow person or it's a job that can wait a bit, you can order what you need on AutoZone.com with free next-day delivery. Like if it's late, you realize you forgot something you needed for the job, you don't want to go back to the store, you're too tired. Listen, I get it. Trust me. I wouldn't want to go back to the store at that point. So the next time you're starting a job, start it by shopping your way at AutoZone.com with their free same-day pickup and free next-day delivery. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Ducks Takes. All right, Ross, good morning. Let's start once again, unfortunately, with the COVID list additions. Uh, we've got the Steelers tackle Zach Banner, linebackers Marcus Allen, Devin Bush, Jets head coach Robert Sala among 15 Jets, which also includes Michael Carter and Elijah Moore. Texans, wide receiver Brandon Cooks, Colts, Kamoko Ture. Did I pronounce that correct? Yes. And Rocky Asin, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni and Dolphins guard Robert Jones. So I need to get a little bit more information here because I guess I am confused as to how this many people are testing positive if they are only testing unvaccinated or vaccinated people with symptoms. Are, are we to believe that this many people reported symptoms? Little bit confused on that one. Going to try to get some clarity today. Obviously, the, the one that jumps out the most is probably the Jets with 15. You know, how do you know if and when they won't postpone the game like they did last week? The precedent has kind of been set. So I guess we'll just have to stay posted. 
Uh, some other news. Brown Center and NFL PA President J.C. Treder said that the NFL wanted to cancel those games last week, which is why the players agreed to postpone them. And in other news, the Pro Bowl rosters are now out. So I don't really believe that in terms of canceling the games. I believe that J.C. Treder believes that. I don't think J.C. Treder is lying, but I do not think the NFL – was looking to cancel three football games or have forfeits or have the players not get paid or have the networks not get that inventory. Frankly, I don't believe that for a second. So maybe that's what the NFL put out there to try to get the NFL PA to do what they want them to do. And maybe it worked. And by the way, I could be wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong, but I don't really believe they were going to cancel games. As for the Pro Bowl rosters, I tweeted this last night at Ross Tucker NFL. If there is a guy on your team that you think got snubbed, you must say which guy he should replace. Got a lot of people saying Josh Allen instead of Lamar Jackson last night. I think that's probably fair. But remember, when they do the voting, you know, Lamar was playing great. Josh Allen, not as much. Obviously, that's flipped a little bit more recently, but just something to keep an eye on. And tonight, uh, big game, Thursday night football, Niners-Titans. Who do you like? Yeah, gigantic implications here for the playoffs. Just gigantic. So, I like the Niners. I mean, I, I mentioned it with Greg. It just feels like these are two teams going in different directions. Now, if the Titans really get back A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, I don't know how it's possible that Julio Jones came out of the game Sunday with a hamstring injury, but might be able to play tonight with that same hamstring. That makes no sense. If he does try to play, I would envision him re-injuring that. That's my guess. As for A.J. Brown, that would be huge. But as Greg mentioned, you know, no Roger Saffold, no Taylor Lewan against Bosa and Armstead and those guys – just not real good. And the way the Niners are playing, I like the Niners. Probably a close game. Probably like 20 to 17. I don't think they put up a lot of points. Somewhat similar, I would say, to the Titans' loss to the Steelers. I'll go 20 to 17, 49ers in that one. I'd be decently surprised, I think, if they lost that game. But you never know. Overcoming the odds. Rewriting the playbook. Delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Let's do an email, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to Ask Ross. Email address, ross at rostucker.com. One of my favorite parts of the show. Love the interaction with you guys. Love the questions that you ask that I wouldn't come up with myself. I'm not that creative. And I love when you take advantage of a sponsor. What do you got, Brian? And I love when we get email questions from Australia. And this one is from Anthony. My question, what in the heck does Roger Craig have to do to get into the Hall of Fame? I know you're not a voter, Ross, but come on. 
Uh, while his numbers may not be what they are circa 2021, they were the benchmark of that era, and he was much of an integral part of that Bill Walsh West Coast offense. Craig changed the way the position was played and showed that running backs can kill you on the ground or out in the flat. Um, in short, he was Marshall Falk before there was Marshall Falk. Uh, and the fact that he isn't in the Hall of Fame, given his part in creating that 49er d- dynasty, in my humble opinion, is a crime. As an O-lineman that knows the game of what goes into RB play, screen passes, and setting up the receiving game, what are your thoughts? Best from Australia. Thanks to you and Brian for all your work and keeping us informed and entertained. That is from Anthony. Two amazing things from Anthony. Number one, he sent his mom um, a, a 1-800-Flowers bouquet, which is awesome. And number two, he actually sent a shirt of him like at a zoo kissing an emo or a picture of him at a zoo um, with a Ross Tucker podcast shirt on. That was to get in the league a couple of years, in the fantasy league a couple of years ago, right? Yes, I think so. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Anthony, I honestly, I think Roger Craig has a good argument, really good argument. But I think Ricky Waters, another Niners running back who caught the ball a lot, does too. You know, he played for the Eagles in Seattle. Um, it is hard to get into the Hall of Fame. That That's what it is. And honestly, with some of these guys coming out now, I don't know. I kind of feel like LaShawn McCoy and Marshawn Lynch Frank Gore might have better opportunities than Roger Craig and Ricky Waters. And then if it was going to happen for those guys, it kind of already would have. It's a fair question, though. And I do think Roger Craig was ahead of his time because I think Bill Walsh was ahead of his time. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, and SteakhouseSports.com. Picks Friday tomorrow. Recapping what should be an awesome game as well. And I'll give you my holiday wishes and sentiments tomorrow as well. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 